Dean joins us now. G'day, Dean. Good morning to you. What a weekend it is. Good morning, Gareth. Yeah, this is uh, this is sporting and racing heaven, isn't it? AFL Grand Final, NRL Grand Final, uh, four Group One races. Um, it doesn't get much better than that. It doesn't. And and for the racing fans and a lot of our listeners here, they they enjoy the the horses, of course. That's why they listen to this show, but. They enjoy listening to our, our our sporting podcasts and the AFL and the NRL market. So, like a lot of people will be mixing up their their footy and NRL multis or bets there with their best bet in the in the, in the horses. So, it's just a terrific weekend for our sporting fans. And we might start off with the Moya, which is the first of the Group Ones over the weekend. It's race seven at Mooney Valley. Rothfire's at seven fifty. Uncommon James at four eighty. Generation at thirty to one. Imperatrix at a dollar sixty, and as Fura is out to seven dollars now for tonight's Group One. It's over the thousand meters. How do you read this race here, Dean? Yeah, look, uh, always a strong race, and we've had some, some big winners in recent times. Nature Strip, Buffering, Extreme Choice, Sue Rand, Cool and Gatter. So it's a it's a good horses race. Uh, five of the winners have been uh, first up in the last eight years. Um, the other three came out of the and Um you know, there's a wide range of ages, genders and barriers. Um, six of the winners' career starts under 18. They usually either come from a 1,000-metre or a 1,200-metre run. Um, seven of the eight prize money earns over a million dollars, so it's usually the class horse that wins. Uh, and also the runners with sort of the highest prize money index sort of ranking. So, um, you know, interesting from a profile and perspective. Also, six of the winners of the past eight were a previous group one winner over either 1,100 or 1,200. Um, I've narrowed this down to two. You know, the obvious is, is Imperatrice, who was so impressive, and McEwen, you know, multiple Group One winner. Um, he'd won the William Reed to start before, uh, but you know, she had a really, really good that race shape. Really sort of helped her first up. Uh, she might not quite be as fresh second up here over the thousand metres. Um, and will she get the ideal race shape again? I think you know that's the only questions. I think the, the one I'm really keen on is, is Uncommon James. He just he perfectly fits the profile of the winner of this race. All that sort of historical background of a winner, he basically ticks in every single box. You know, he won the Oakley Plate last prep, he was second in the Galaxy, he comes into this first up. He was very good winning a Doombin trial, and then plus 6.4 the last 600, plus 10.2 uh, the last 600 was the third quickest of the 113 trials in the day, was under no pressure. Um, he just, he sort of maps really nicely for me here. He got some good sort of early speed, like the zoo style and Aquamantula will go really quick. Um, Mass Flora uh, will sort of push forward um, I think Generation Rothfire might sit off them, but I can see Uncommon James trying to slot in there and, and possibly getting a 1-1. Um, but he can even sit three pairs back if he wants to. Um, this is Imperatrice and Inferno will get a fair way back. So I think they'll all get their chance. I think the track's going to swoop. Um, and I quite like Uncommon James to, to knock off uh, Imperatrice. Yeah, I think that, that as we were having a chat to Mark Walker and Robbie Heathcote there yesterday on getting up Stable Mail, their biggest challenge is to get these horses to sprint again over a thousand meters after such a fast run thousand meters for them first up and a track record time there in the McEwen. So whether they've been able and both horses are better over 1200 meters, I think that's a, a fact that you can't really dispute. So it'll be interesting. Exactly. To see, yeah. How, how they go, if they can keep the spring in their step um, over a thousand meters, I, I'm with you on common James. I think it's fur has got a big chance. If, I think she's got Group One quality over a thousand and eleven hundred meters this mare, and this is her chance to to strike. I think from um, in a winnable winnable Moyer. She's at seven dollars as well with Bet Three Six Five. We go to Rose Ramwick, I should say, on a Saturday. It's their big day there with three Group Ones and the Premier Stakes, which is at Group Two level. But the first of the Group Ones is race number six, and it is for the Phillies. It's the of course, the Daly Flight Stakes. Tis Invincible's got a wide gate this time to contend with at 270 with Bet365. Kamachi at six. Tropical Squall at $7. And then Molly Nickens, the Victorians, had good backing. She's into 650 now. And then Tata Levita, Chris Waller on his social media platforms, gave this filly a good push there late in the a uh, couple of days ago, around $9. And then Unique Ambition at $10. Who wins the Flight Stakes, Dino? Uh, look at the last 12 years, nine of the winners, third or fourth up. Uh, the last 11 winners have all been off the T rows, so uh, that's usually the place to, to find a winner. Seven of the last 10 years, the winners were in the top three on the turn, so they're usually reasonably handy. The map's got, you know, Tropical Squall leading them pretty easily here. 
um, should get a, a pretty simple lead. To Invincible, I've got nothing pretty easily to come across. Um, I don't think he's going to have too much trouble from that wide gate to get across because I've only got Kamachi and Miss Jolene that have much uh, speed and then the rest of them tend to get back. Uh, you know, Tiz Invincible um, has been pretty incredible in all three of her starts. She's just flying the stretch. She's on really good sectionals, winning all the three assignments so far. Her, her, her sort of closing, uh, you know, sectionals have been uh, her best. Um, and I, I certainly think that, that she's the one to beat. Um, but I thought the, the two best runs coming out of the T-Rows were the horse that you mentioned, Tuta Levita, um, you know, ran plus 4.3 the last 600 metres. Um, and the T-Rows, that was the quickest of the race. Um, and, and she's just a filly that really looks like she can settle a bit closer here. Uh, you know, Joe Marrera's um, obviously a very, very positive booking, uh, drawn better here. Uh, I absolutely think that, that she can win. Um, and, and the other one that I think is a bit of a, a smoky is, is Unique Ambition. Blinkers on first time, just never got a run uh, in the T-Rows at all. Uh, and James McDonald um, hops aboard for this run, so it's another very positive uh, rider change. Um, so I think there's a race to play. Uh, you know, in one sense, it's invincible. It's very, very hard to beat. But I'm, I'm actually leaning towards backing Tuta Levita, um, you know, quite strongly and, and unique ambition and just and saving on Tis Invincible because I think it's a, a race in three. So unique ambition, 10, Tuta Levita, 9, and Tis Invincible at 270 in the flight stakes. Then we move to the famous handicap over a mile, the Epsom. We've got the Inevitable at $7. Then we go to Converge at 15, Golden Mile at 23, Hope in Your Heart, Fighting Now, the Tasmanian favouritism once again at 750. Cova Leaker at $9. Nugget has been up and down in betting, back out to $9. And then we go to Democracy Manifest at $15. Rendonair at $15. Waterford at $15. And then the rest are at a big price here. Who wins the Epsom, mate? In a wide open affair. Alenti, I should say, is at $26 as well down the bottom there. You're right about it being a wide open affair. The last 12 years... Uh, eight winners third up, only one winner second up. Um, and there's quite a lot of horses coming here second up that are in the market. And so, um, you know, that's interesting because I usually just rule the line through them. Um, the other interesting thing is, is in every year where the field's been 13 or more runners, which is certainly going to be the case this year, all of the winners have drawn barrier 10 or worse. So drawing inside on this big round of miles is actually uh, usually a negative in the, in the big fields. Um, the four-year-olds have a great record with, with seven wins um, and Chris Wallace and they've got a very good record in this race as well um, this was tough I, I was really keen on Osipenko I thought they were going to go here and I thought it was going to be a, a chips in type then Osipenko and they didn't go then I was very clean on Pericles it scratched um, and there's talk that they're going to scratch Waterford because of the gate too I actually thought Waterford was a huge chance here uh, with Zach Lloyd aboard um, it was a really strong finish last start and Shannon ran plus 11.7 the last time 800 metres, which was the quickest of 108 on the day. He's a lightweight. He's got a top jockey on board. Um, I'd be all over. And the only query I've got, really, with the runner is, is all of the good runs in Australia have been at Rose Hill. And he's, he's sort of been a bit plain both times he's run at Randwick. Um, that's the only negative I've got for him. But I was keen on Waterford, but I'm still not even sure if they're going to run. Uh, Kovalika, I think, in a derby winner as a three-year-old, and third in the Doomman Cup. It was disappointing first up. I thought the track was broad, firm, sort of 1,300. I think the mile at Randall suit him a lot uh, better here. And again, you know, you get the big positive rider change with, with Joe Maria on board. Uh, so I quite like Cove Lee And I thought the smoking might be Duke to stay. So, and yes. yeah, it's just, it was, you know, it's just so well back in the Doncaster last prep. was only beaten three and a half lengths. I'm, I'm wondering whether he wants more rain, um, whether he's as effective on a, on a dry track. Um, probably remains to be seen over here, but I, I just I think he's a horse with big ability, and you know he drops right down the weights here. So there's a few chances in the Epsom this year. What about the Metrop? Because it's a different ball game here. We've got Major Bill, the Derby winner at nineteen dollars, has had some support in the last twenty four hours. Benno at nine dollars, um, and he's the only other horse under double figures, along with Mister Waterfield, who Waterville, Mister Waterville's had really good backing into seven fifty now. But just finds an odds-on favourite, would you believe? Third up in this country for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Pot into a dollar eighty-five. Rachel King takes the ride at fifty kilos with this galloper. Is he immoral in a in a metrop? This former European galloper owned by King Charles. Oh, uh, look, he's formerly owned by King Charles rap. now with a group of owners 
um, with my racehorse. So they are having the ride of their lives at the moment with this horse. They are, and the, the raps are huge on them. I just, um, I, I cannot take a dollar seventy, you know, you know, Group One, twenty four hundred meter race here. Um, I need to see him do it first. He, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't won over that trip um, overseas, um, and, and he's been very brilliant here. And he wins both at a mile and two thousand meters. So I sort of have to bet around him. The horse that I just I, I don't get the price at all is, is Military Mission uh, from the same stable. Zach Lloyd again, who I just think is he's going to be the next absolute superstar rider. He's going to ride plenty of Group One winners, and, and um, I think now is the time to back him. But he uh, Military Mission two starts back was you know, caught caught three wide the whole way in the Premier's Cup, only uh, you know ran second, only beaten a length, and then um, you know again he was sort of wide. Uh, in the Newcastle Cup, ran really strongly down the outside, ran the best sort of closing sectionals, and won that race, which is usually a good lead up to the Metrop. I just I can't quite understand how the source is, is forty one dollars. Um, I think it's a really really good each way chance, a military mission, and a, a really good bet. Um, the Major Beal um, back in the Derby at about fifty to one last prep. He was second in the Chelmsford first up. Um, he wasn't beat too far last start. I ran in that sort of hot speed. It probably didn't suit him, and I think the tempo will be. Um, you know, a bit more suitable for him here. Would have preferred a wetter track, but I think he's in the race. Um, possibly, you know, one down the sort of bottom there, like like with the lightweight and, and trained by Kerry Mara's future history, who, who gets up to 2,400 for the first time. Uh, he's been running sort of consistently well, and I think he's just the, the type of horse that could prove a lot. But um, but I do I, I do find the price of military mission uh, quite outstanding, uh, quite astounding. So military mission around twenty or thirty four dollars there with bet three six five major bill, um, you're getting nineteen dollars and then the future history for Ma Eustace and Dean Yendel at around nineteen dollars. You have a tip in the football grand finals there, Dean, before we let you leave. Um, I don't follow the AFL as closely, but the Lions need to be coming right at the, at the right time. Um, but you know, in the footy, I just, the NRL, it's just what a game. You know, Penrith and uh, Brisbane have been so dominant for so long, and um, you know throughout the season, that's just going to be a cracker final. I think you know Penrith have won the last couple of years have been impressive, but this this Penrith outfit is probably the first year where teams really look like they can actually beat them. I think Canberra and Parramatta were, you know, they they weren't the the sort of best teams in that year that they made the final. The Broncos have been unbelievable. They went against the Warriors, was really impressive, and I I actually think uh, I think the Broncos can beat the Panthers. Yeah, go the Broncos. It'd be great to see Brisbane have the big double this weekend. The Lions into the mm. Broncos. Great work, Dean. Enjoy Epsom Day. Enjoy Moy Stakes Night tonight at Mooney Valley and have a wonderful weekend, mate. Cheers, Gareth. Thank you. Nick Ashman, as I say hello to you, for that $30 winner there last um, week, I think it was in Melbourne, wasn't it, in the Yabby Dam colours for Keramar and David Eustace when Cardinal Queen was too strong, as I say hello to you. Morning, G. Yeah, she was great, wasn't she? Mickey D, uh, he's one of the form jockeys around the country. He's been a profitable hoop to follow over the last 90 and 30 days. And I think only Nashville Willa uh, at Metro level can claim the same thing right around the country. So uh, he's just riding so well, Mickey D, after taking out the Caulfield Cup last year. He's just gone to a new level and he got the most out of Cardigan Queen. He relished getting back to 1,200 metres with a set of blinkers on and uh, she was able to upstage some of her, her more fancy rivals. So that was last week, though, G. Yes. With our job now is to try and find uh, some winners this weekend. And I suppose we, we should start with the Moya tonight. Um, look, Imperatrice should be winning. The, the query is, can she hold the rating she produced in the McEwen Stakes uh, a few weeks ago? It was an electric time that she ran. And frankly, if she runs that time again, I don't think they can beat her. There's not a horse in this race that can, that can match her at this point in time. Uh, but usually what we find is when horses go that well first up, they maybe come back a length or two. So, uh, I, look, I respect Uncommon James. I think he's a really handy galloper. Not sure if the Valley's going to be his track. As Fura almost always goes backwards second up from a spell um, in terms of her ratings. But maybe they, they've learnt and maybe they're training her differently between that first and second up run. And then there's the old boy, Rothfire. Robbie Heathcote's won this race three times with buffering. He's the only, I think, multiple, triple winner of this race. He won it two years in a row and then had a, a year or two off and came back and won it. Uh, and he was pretty good behind Imperatrice uh, 
in the McEwen and he's got a pretty good second up record as well, four from eight and he's four from seven over the flying thousand metres and he's pretty adept around the valley and barrier one will give him plenty of options. But I'm with Imperatrice there. I want to go back a race before that if I can, Mr. Mr. Hall. Yes, no problems. Uh, we've got the, the dollar forty pipe Amelia's Jewel who really does look a class above them. But I just want to point out, and I'm not saying she'll definitely beat Amelia's Jewel, but Steinem. Now, she was disappointing in that Menzies Stakes first up. I know it was a slowly run race, and I know she had genuine excuses for not winning or running in the placings, but she'll still beat eight lengths when finishing last. So it was a disappointing run. But go back only four runs or five runs, four runs in her form line, five runs, I should say, to December 3 last year. She runs in the Group 1 Northerly Stakes over in Perth. She finishes third, beaten one and a half lengths by Amelia's Jewel. So she was only a length and a half of her, off her at weight for age over 1,800 metres last December. I would think that's the best form reference for a race like this. A Group 1 weight for age 1,800 metre contest against all ages and sexes. Now, the difference there was Amelia's Jewel was a three-year-old. And granted, she's thickened up and probably bigger, stronger conveyance now. But she had to give her seven kilos in that race. And now she meets her and only has to give her half a kilo. Oh, the six and a half kilo turnaround surely has to give Steinem a sneaky sniff at it. And at $41 on race morning, I think she's got to be an each way bet in the race if you don't want to take the tomato sauce Amelia's Jewel. Well, I did mention this on SEN Track in the afternoon with David Taggart yesterday that I don't think Amelia's Jewel will be getting beat. I think she's just a class above her rivals. But I thought the $4.40 play, the place for Stein, I mean, if you put a line through her first up effort and just, just she just had a bad day there, I think she's a terrific chance from that gate with Johnny Allen aboard. So um, I agree with you. So $4.40 Ooh. the place there with Bet365, and I apologise Cardigan Queen, not Cardinal, Cardigan Queen, because Paddy, um, Paddy Driscoll will kill me if I got his horses wrong, and I apologise for that, Paddy. <laughs> um, so hey, that's, that's okay. So it doesn't matter what you call them, so long as they yes. win at that price. So Steinem at four forty, dollars $34 the win. So that's your thoughts there in the stock stakes. Then we go to the group ones in Sydney. We'll start yep. with the flight stakes. Are you taking on Tis Invincible? Oh, look, I'm not going to take her on, but I think she's a. I don't think she's any spoil at the current quote. I think she's around that sort of 270 mark uh, from memory, Gareth. And and she's won all three races this spring, and she's always had that spruik on her. So it's no surprise to see her finally living up to it. But her sec- the, the the races that she's contested, she's r- raced first up over 1100, then 1200, and then 1400 last start in the T rows, which is traditionally by far the best guide to a flight stakes. None of those races have had any pace in them. And she's been able to finish through the line and, and run really zippy late sectionals. On Saturday, if you want to get her beaten and you're a Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott and you're out there at Ramwick working out how you're going to get this hot favourite beaten, well, you've got a horse called Tropical Squall who's on an Oaks journey. I would think that you go to the front. You don't go mad, but you run good, steady, you know, good, um, genuine sectionals the whole way through. And just so to say, go, well, if this, if this Tis Invincible is any query at 1,600 metres, let's find out. Because if you sit up and hand the race to her, she's going to out-sprint you. She's got a 1,000 metre or 1,100 metre turn of foot in her. So if she's allowed to just canter up behind them and do no work in the run, she'll just out-dash them. If you want to get her beaten, you've got to make her work from a long way out or make her work the whole race. And the only way to do that is to roll along in a good tempo. And I reckon Tropical Squall will do that. And that brings what I think is the best roughie in the race, and I can see that she's been well-backed already. Number 10, Tuta La Vita. Yes. She ran the best last 600 and 400 in the T-Row stakes. Only Tiz Invincible went better than her over the last 200 metres. That's because Tiz Invincible sat behind the leader, got out at the top of the straight, and then sprinted. I think with the blinkers on, Joe, the magic man, Maria in the saddle, up to 1,600 metres. She's always promised to win a good race. And boy, oh boy, I reckon... This might be it on Saturday. Waller Grand Final, Magic Man, blinkers on, out to a distance that looks like it's absolutely made to order. Uh, I think she was $15. She's into about $10 now. Mm-hmm. She's a great each-way bet in the race. Dean Evans was keen on her. Chris Waller was mm. bullish on her as well on his social media platforms. To the Levita, so $10 now with Bet365. That filly for the flight stakes. This is your type of race, a Group 1 handicap 
um, feature there in Sydney at Randwick, and it's $7 the field here, Nicholas. The Tassie Star, the inevitable, is at $7. Hope in your heart at $7.50. Which way are you going here? Of course, this is for Pulele, the 1,200-metre Group 1 weight for age sprint star, which is standing at Darling. Look, our, our database that we keep, and I don't claim to have the greatest rating service of all time, but it did spit out that the inevitable and uh, pounding were both a touch of value at their opening quotes. They've, fra- they've tightened up a fraction. We might see the inevitable tighten up even further. I've gone away from that, to be fair, and I'm with the 17, Redina, here for, again for Chris Waller. This horse has only won five races overall from 13 starts. Four of those last five victories have come at the Gelding's last five runs. Uh, he's on that upward spiral. He's just starting to put it all together as a horse. We see this a fair bit with Waller's animals. They can quite often take a handful of starts, if not 10 or 12 starts, to really hit their straps. He's a patient trainer. Uh, down on the limit with 50 kilos. Now, here comes the important part. The last four winners of the Epsom Handicap have all come through the Bill Ritchie Handicap, a 1,400-metre contest at Randwick a couple of weeks earlier. Up until 2013, not one horse had ever completed the Bill Ritchie Epsom Handicap double, and then Boban fixed that for Chris Waller back in 2013. The last four years, every winner of the Epsom has come through the um, the Bill Ritchie, and three of them have done the double, and that's what Redina's looking to do yeah. this year. Last year, we had top-ranked um, Co win the Epsom, and he won the Bill Ritchie the, uh, a couple of weeks earlier, dropped three kilos and picked up the Epsom. That's exactly what's going on with Redina here. The race doesn't have a huge amount of pace in it, Gareth. There's, there's, you know, you think with a Randwick mile, you're definitely going to yes. get it but there's not a lot of natural leaders in this race. So I think from the low draw, Redina can just put himself on speed. And if the pace is slow, he's got a good little bit of dash on him. You've got to remember, like, you go back to the autumn, he was only he was on the heels of um, uh, Kovalika, his stablemate in the South Pacific Classic over 1,400 metres. There wasn't a rule lot between them there then. They both went up to Queensland and won their respective races. One was the Queensland Derby for Kovalika. This bloke, Redina, won the guns in beating Yellow Brick. But I just think he's over the odds of around the $15 mark. And the other one that's worth a mention is Waterford. He's never had a race with pace in it. Again, I'm not sure if he's going to get that on Saturday. But if they happen to run that traditional Randwick Group 1 handicap speed, which is pretty frantic, he's the one that I think can jump right out of the ground on Saturday. Zach Lloyd's doing a terrific job up here in Sydney. And uh, again, another one for the master, Chris Waller. Yeah, Chris Waller says Redina's running through brick walls after some confidence-boosting victory. So he could be the way to go. And Kathy O'Hara's riding in really good form, I think, still with limited opportunity. So I like your play there, but, boy, it's a difficult race to find the winner. And then in the other group one, the Metrop, can you take a $1.85 with Bet365 for Just Fine, who's been, I think, the fine of the, the spring so far for mine? Look, I can't. Um, Gareth, just because uh, he's yet to tick that 2,400 metre box. Over in Europe, he had three cracks at this distance range and um, all he managed was one minor placing. Now, definitely I subscribe to the theory that he's improved leaps and bounds since joining Gay and Adrian and we've seen that in his uh, in his time. So he'll get his chance here to tick the 2,400 metre box and he is coming off a very fast time over 2,000 metres, which is the the best indication you can get that a horse will handle the step up to 2,400 metres. But $1.85 is poison for mine. Mate, I've backed one here. It was 126. I'm just having a look now. I can see he's, he's into about $71. Number nine, Ho-Ho Khan. My best long shot. And boy, oh boy, is it a long shot for the weekend. Um, he had 515 days off coming into this preparation. He's now fourth up from a spell. And his first two runs were nothing more than pipe openers, as you can imagine, off that kind of a break. Last start, if you go and watch the replay, I know it was yeah. behind Young Werther, but he was only beaten two and three-quarter lengths, and he was balked at the top of the straight. Go back four runs in his in his uh, form, and he finishes fourth, beaten 2.9 lengths by Dewis in the Group 1 Australian Cup. In front of him was Think It Over, and behind him was Cascadian. He's got the ability, this horse. I'm would suggest he's probably not going to get back to his best on Saturday, but yep. there's a small chance he could. And I reckon it's a better than a hundred to one chance. Right. Well, now $71 chance. I reckon it's a better chance than that. I don't think Mitch Friedman would bring him up here coming out of a benchmark 100 race, unless he thought that this horse had improved enough to acquit himself well 
in a Group 1 2,400-metre contest. All right, mate, we've got 20 seconds. Who wins the Dulcify? <laughs> Dulcify, Cafe Millennium. Blinkers yes. on first time. Blake Shin gets out the back. The big gangly. It looks like four giraffes stuck <laughs> together. G, and he'll come hurtling down the centre of the track, and I reckon he'll just clean up Tommy Kitten right in the line. All right, mate, you enjoy your weekend. Looking forward to listening to you on the Sydney set tomorrow morning on 11.70 and the SEN app, of course, from 7 o'clock. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. He's the king of Queensland these days, Chris Nelson. G'day, Chris. Oh, good morning to you. If only, Gareth. But, uh, yeah, good morning to you on what's a cracking weekend of sport, isn't it? Yeah, I can't wait. It, it will be Brisbane's weekend. It will be Queensland's weekend. Yeah. The, the Lions tomorrow, the Broncos on Sunday night. Who knows? Rothfire could kick through on the inside of Winnemoya yes. or Uncommon James. Um, and then yeah, Antino then, can wrap it up on, on, on Sunday in the Sandown Stakes. And you can throw in Skirt the Law tonight yes. as well. How about that? Queensland are taking over this beautiful country of ours. <laughs> what about at Eagle Farm tomorrow, mate? We're on a good four at the moment. How do you think this track will play? And where do we start with your winners? The rail's out four metres. Well, we did get some good storms last night. So we've just slipped into the soft five. I think 16 mils at Eagle Farm last night. So we've slipped into the soft five, but it'll get back to a good four because we've got sunshine all the way through. Uh, racing up, the Gareth, I tell you, I'm tempting fate here. I, I steer clear of these distance races all the time, but race one, number eight, Mighty Willie, he looks so well-placed at Eagle Farm tomorrow. He, he hit the front over 2,400 metres last start. He was only grabbed late. This time he's back to 2,200. He's got an inside draw. He's got no weight on his back, and he goes around against uh, some walkers here. He should be winning race one. Number eight, Mighty Willie. How many oh, units four. on that galloper then, Chris, though, with the confidence? Well, I'll go... It is a distance race, as I've said, so I'm always a little wary. I'll go three units to win, race one, number eight. Beautiful. I just about said four, but I'll knock it back to three. Right, uh, race seven, number two, Immoral, uh, going really well. Takes on Beast Mode here, who's going to be the favourite, but Gia Immoral's running, racing well. Three wins in his past four starts, and his defeat came at his latest run. He was unlucky. He was a little bit tardy. He, he does get back as a rule, but he got quite a way back this time. And then he was held up in the straight and once clear ran on well. I think he can make amends here. So I'm going to go with Immoral. Race seven, number two, we'll go two by two. And we'll go race eight, number five, Indispensable, who I thought was very good last start behind Canadian Dancer. It had a soft run, whereas uh, Indispensable was chasing Star of Chaos, who was going like the clappers in front. Stuck on really well. His double figures last time I checked. So we'll go race eight, number five, two units each way. Uh, that's indispensable, Gareth. So there you go. That'll do it. Uh, Sunshine Coast race tonight. I can give you a couple of quick ones from there if Beautiful. you are interested. Uh, it's the first meeting back, and we do have a $100,000 race, race number six of the Class 1. Uh, I'm going with race five, number six, Northern Pride, Orman and Golan. I think looks a lovely race for it. Race six, sorry, race five, number six. That'll be a five units to win job. And race eight, number one, you need to take a shortish price about this one in Cuberto. Uh, just looks to have these covered by an absolute space. It's around $1.70, We'll go five units to win on it as well. Enjoy your weekend, Chris. I love your work. Thanks, Gareth. All the best. Same to you. There's Chris Nelson there. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. We'll take a quick break. Mitch Lewis to join us next to preview those meetings at uh, Mornington and Morphaville. On a Saturday, and we'll also catch up with Riley Morgan to have a chat about Bell. Mitchie Lewis joins me on this Friday morning now, racing at Mornington on Grand Final Day in Victoria, and then Morphinville is the number one meeting in South Australia on a Saturday. Mitchie, good morning to you. Um, we'll go to Mornington first, if that's okay. What are we doing there in Victoria? Yes, morning, Gareth. I'm glad you said Mornington first. We've got a good strike rate of me having the right notes up. So Beautiful. I'll kick off in race five. I want to be with number two, Aravine, for Tom Dabernick. So this is my best bet of the day at the track. I think she's just found her ideal race for herself to get a win second, uh, third up now. So she's up to the 2,000 metres. The way she, she hit the line last start to me suggests it's really suitable for her. Comes into this race third up, like I said, a third up record is super. She's had three third up runs and won two of those. And Damien Lane in the saddle, I think, is a positive as well. He's flying at the minute, and I think the fact that he takes the ride is a good point for her. So Aravine, three dollars uh, and a dollar sixty-five. There, how many units? Let's go three units, Gareth. All right, beautiful. Then what are we doing? Well, I'm going to go to the feature. Actually, I'm going to have one. Was a little bit more value last night when I did the form, but I still want to have a unit on him. I don't want to let him go around naked, and that's Regal Power. 
So I just sort of thought he finds an easier race than what he'd contested in his last two. Um, his last uh, uh, two starts back, sorry, he was two lengths off Sulcum. So that's potentially going to prove to be a pretty strong form reference. And we know he had some class. He's a dual group one winner back in WA. So that was some time ago. But if he can find some form close to that now, that he's getting a little bit deeper into his prep and out to a staying trip. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him pop up here. And like I said, I just don't want to let him go around with nothing on him. So I think we'll have a unit on him. Beautiful. Regal Power, my old favourite there at 5.50. Is that all there at um, Mornington? No, I've got a nice little progressive one I'm keen to back as well. Race 8, number 3, Miss Galore. So we backed her a fortnight ago at Geelong and she won very impressively that day. To me, she looks quite progressive. So she was resuming when she won. Um, some of her form last prep was quite strong. So she went to Morfittville and she was third in the listed Nitsky stakes behind Royal Merchant and Cast. And Royal Merchant went out of that race to go on a Goodwood Pass and win that. So I think Miss Galore looks a type who can progress through the grade. It's only a BM70 here today. I think she gets in well in Barrier 5 and comes in well at the weights. She's another one I reckon we can have three units on. All right, beautiful, mate. Run through your Adelaide tits for us if you can. We've got about a minute and a yep. half. Right. Morfittville, I won't go too deep into him. Race six, uh, number seven, 16 reasons. I think we can have two and a half reasons on that horse. She should improve off her last start win going yep. up to the 1400. Race eight, number two, does it for the Jollies. Out to a staying trip now. He's a bit of a gazumper and he takes a while to get going, but he had a lot of bad luck before he savaged the line last start. So I suggest he's going to be peaking for this and up in trip suits him. We'll have three units on him. And then race nine, number five, bolted in. Another progressive type. Should improve second up into this prep. He was contesting stronger races against the likes of Stepati and Dubinenko last prep. So I suggest second up from barrier two. He'll be up on the speed and in a good position. He's a two-unit play. So race nine, number five, bolted in. We'll have two units on that galloper. Looking forward to it, mate. Love your work, and we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Yep, thank you, mate. There's good luck me. out there, punters, and good luck to you, boys, Gareth. Ray Hickson, hello to you, mate. Um, what about this? Hi, Three Gareth. Group Ones, and I think the most interesting race for mine, anyway, is the Premier Stakes, with so many horses needing to really put their hand up to say, "Hey, I'm yeah, ready absolutely. to go for the Everest." Absolutely, Gareth. And we've got the Everest favourite in here. Think about it. Yeah. Uh, as well, so it really is up to the rest of the field there to to say I'm up to it and I deserve one of the remaining slots. There's not many left. Uh, you've got alcohol free racing for its slot with Yulong. And, um, you know, we, we wait and see what happens with Shinzo in a trial on Tuesday and, and what Chris Waller decides. And then we're just left with Aquis, who unfortunately lost Sunshine in Paris. So maybe... And Chris Waller. Is Chris Waller confirmed a horse? He hasn't as yet. I would have thought Espiona would be the most likely. My mail stage. is that star thoroughbreds don't want to go down that path. Well, that's, that's their decision. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great Everest because, hey, I wouldn't rule out the winner of the Moya tonight. Well, that's right. There's, look, there's opportunities there for, yeah. for for horses to put their hands up. As we know, I mean, Giga Kick wasn't selected until right. within the last two weeks last year. And yes, 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 with 10 days out. So, uh, look, there's, pl there's plenty of water to flow under the bridge yet. Look, think about it. It's hard to go around. Um, he just doesn't know how to lose this horse. But, um, look, I'm not going to go and tip you a $2 favourite. So, um, from a tips perspective, though, Gareth, I'm going to start in the first. State of America, race one, number five. Um, could be a big day, big day for Zach Lloyd. Thought he was pretty unlucky last start. Definitely should have won. And I think just David Payne's got him flying. I think he'll win the first race one, number five. Best bet of the day, I've got race four, number 13, Altivo, a horse you might know a little bit about. Um, just a horror show there first up. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he drew inside. He had 61, and Zach Lloyd just couldn't find anywhere to go. Uh, I like him drawn out this time around, and I think he will atone race four, number 13. And the other one I'll give you, Gareth, we'll go down to the last, and we'll stick with Zach Lloyd again, race 10 at number 18, Airman. Caboo's uh, going to be very hard to beat, but I imagine if he puts Airman in the first half of the field, uh, I love the way he finished off behind Red Card and Smashing Eagle over 1,100 metres last start. So um, I think if Caboo uh, if is going to be beaten, it'll be by Airman. So race 10 at number 18. Well, if you have a big day, Ray Hickson, so do I. Because on the weekend preview, I know you listen to it each and every week. Um, I said the, exactly the same things. Airman and Altiva. I think Team Hawks will have a big day. Two progressive gallopers that look well placed. So 
Well, Can't. let's hope we are both right. Yes, brother. And just quickly, tipping the Epson. Look, uh, you, you could tip about five, uh, six or seven of them. I'm, I'm tipping Hope in Your Heart. I think this is the race that suits her best to win a Group One. Uh, I think the best value in the race is Communist. I know there's a couple of zeros against his name, but he's got the best setup he's had this preparation. And good luck to the team around the inevitable. I had a good chat with David Perez earlier in the week. Yeah. Lovely fellow. And um, wow, would be wouldn't that be a story if he could win? He hasn't won outside Tasmania since he won the Silver Eagle, but he's run some big races on the mainland. And um, look, his favourite for the Epsom, and good luck to them. I don't care what you say; it's the best story all 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 um, at the races. The inevitable from the story behind the Brutton Tegan Keys and the drama there, the, the group of owners. I think the biggest shareholder is ten percent, and then John mm. Keys has gone to save the day, like you do for your family to go and train this horse. He didn't know what feed he was using, how to get to the races there. He's based at Bong Bong. He's settled yeah. in now. And um, I just hope that the group of owners and the, the ride that they're on just enjoy this experience because it's unbelievable really. And he's an eight year old by done deal that they lost him for a couple of years. Um, yeah. It's, no, it's fantastic. A story and a half. Um, now we wish you the best of luck, Ray. Love your work, mate. Keep up that great work at racing New South Wales and we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, Gareth. Good on you, mate. There's Ray Hickson. It's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold go, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. Dean Watling, good morning to you, mate. Take it away with your specials, brother. Good morning, Gareth. Yes, we'll be nice and quick. Uh, Randwick Rail and the True expect uh, off rails in run and get the middle part of the track to be key. We'll kick off in the gym crack. Uh, my bread and butter, these unexposed horses. We're going to have two units on both. Race two, number five, Invincible Madison. And number seven, a lady to sort. So a little two-bet play there. I think the favourite, Lady of Camelot's too short with J-Mac in the saddle. So keen to play Invincible Madison and Lady to sort. Move to... What, what's a unit's play Lady. there, mate? The unit's play? Yeah, two units on each. Beautiful. We move to race five. Uh, my best bet of the day, race five, number one, Tom Kitten in the Dulcify. It was great first up. In the up-and-coming stakes, NCAP and Griff both coming out of that race to win. He peaks now, good gate. Naturally, in the start, and I think race five, number one, Tom Kitten is the best bet of the day. We're going to have four units on him. Yes. We then move to the last race of the day. I think this is a great end to the day. I think Caboo's too short. I'm really keen to be with Ammon. So race 10, number 18, Ammon to fly home down the outside of Zach Lloyd in the saddle. Happy to have two units on Ammon to run out the day, I think. That's the way we play. I think the feature's a little bit hard. Obviously, the Epson, and we've got a short price favourite Metropolitan. I'm keen to sort of steer clear of them, um, staking-wise, Gareth. All right, mate. Who wins the NRL Grand Final? The Mighty Broncos. Got to stick solid, my boys. I'll be out there on Sunday, so I pray they win. I pray. Go the Broncos. Yeah, they need to win in the first half, someone tells me, that Penrith had dominated first halves. In fact, I think 52, the last time, like 53 first halves they beat in front. They won 52 of them. So, uh, But I think the Broncos have got the side to defeat them. So go your Broncos, Dino. Have a great day. Welcome back to Getty Up. Thanks to Thoroughbred Sales. Let's catch up with David Murad from Blue Blood Thoroughbreds. We all know that Blue Blood have been a success when it comes to the syndication industry in thoroughbred racing. And David's one of the very best in the game. And he joins us now. David, thanks for your time on Giddy Up. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a great time of year with um, spring in the air. Racing takes centre stage after the football grand finals this weekend. And um, there's plenty to look forward to, especially for us racing fans. We've got the two-year-old races and then the yearling sales aren't far away. Um, it's I would imagine it'd be a, a pretty busy time for Blue, Thor- Blue Blood Thoroughbreds at the moment. Yeah, 100%. Like you said, no better time of year than spring with the big carnival coming up upon us and the footy and like you said the sales will only be right around the corner it comes around pretty fast so um yeah no we're, we're very excited to you know, head towards uh you know, that early next year and blue blood they have had wonderful associations with our leading stables over the years including gay waterhouse and now adrian bott and you've got a filly by i'm invincible out of private dancer who's beautifully bred that You've got shares available. Can you tell us about this uh, this Finny Philly for us? Yeah, um, I think she's probably my favourite purchase of all our purchases this year. We got her from the Premier Sale, English Premier Sale down in Melbourne. She was a $400,000 purchase. Um, you got to sort of spend up for an I'm Invincible with a, a 
the pedigree and type that she is. Um, but she's just currently in her first preparation with Gay and Adrian at Randwick. She's been there for about a month and a half, and uh, the reports have been very good from, from them. She's probably not far off having a jump out and potentially could be trialling soon. Okay. Whether she goes all the way through in the first prep, time will tell, but um, the signs have been really promising so far. And we're seeing with the Tis Invincible, the fillies with by I'm Invincible, they can they can sprint over a six furlong, 1,400 metres as well, but... Um, if they can settle in their races, they can get to a mile as well. Yeah, exactly right. Um, you know, I'm Invincible's had a stellar start to the season. He's straight up the top of the leaderboard again, and his four stakes, really, the winners are all fillies or mares, so uh, certainly can get a, a good one, that's for sure. And Mick Price and Michael Kett Jr. in great form at the moment as well, and uh, Seamus Award, he's had a great start. He's been around for a little while now, the Cox Plate champ, but he's been producing... Um, some nice gallopers over the time, and you've got a colt by Seamus Award. Can you tell us about this galloper? Yeah, really interesting horse. Um, very athletic style. Um, I think his pedigree is interesting because he could be sharp and, and that sort of 14, 1,600-metre horse with the scope to get over 2,000 in time. Um, he was an English Easter purchase, so, you know, he's got the pedigree and the type to come through that sale. Uh, he's just stepped into Mick and Michael's stables this week for his first uh, preparation. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how he goes and how far he gets. But um, all the reports from our pre-trainer, um, I think uh, he's one of his favourite horses that we've had go through there. So, uh, yeah, very exciting. And I guess you have to be patient. We see like a, a think about it. It's a, what, five-year-old having his 10th start, but he's a favourite, one of the favourites for the Everest. So um, these Seamus Award horses as well, if you give them a little bit more time, you can be rewarded at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly, especially if they're going to get out over a trip. Obviously, those those uh, middle distance or staying types um, do get better with time. So, uh, yeah, I think um, uh, the future is going to be exciting for him. Have you got a horse for us to follow from Blue Blood Thoroughbreds over the Spring Carnival? Yeah, we've got a, a mare with Danny O'Brien that's... Uh, doing a really good job. Um, her name's Glitzing. She's had yes. four wins from six starts, and you know, just uh, every time they raise the bar, she steps up to the mark. Um, so I'm not 100% certain where she heads to yet, but she's she's trained on nicely from her last win at Sandown, and um, yeah, I'd say she's probably stepping up to Saturday Metro level, potentially. Um, see where Danny places her, but um, yeah, I think she's uh, she's going well and can go on with the job for sure. Beautiful. So how do we get in contact with Blue Blood Thoroughbreds, mate? And we want to um, have a look at those gallopers, the, the Vinnie Philly and the Seamus Award Colt, and see if we can get involved there. What's the, how's the, what's the best way to go about that? Yeah, jump onto our website. They're both listed on there. That's bluebloodthoroughbreds.com.au. Um, and just click on their pages and have a look at all the info. There'll be a contactor, um, little button there, and, and get in touch that way is probably the easiest way. Um and a few others on there as well, uh, if there's anything that uh, uh, tickles your fancy. But uh, that would probably be the best way. Yeah, plenty of great opportunities and great to race with Blue Blood. There's no doubt about that. David, we thank, we thank you for the time. Good luck coming up at the re- uh, upcoming sales, which will be, I know we're only in at the end of September, but the next three months will come around pretty quickly. We've got ready-for-run sales that are not far away as well. So there is plenty still happening in this beautiful game of ours. And good luck over the spring as well with some of your horses. Thanks very much, Gareth. Appreciate it. The Giddy Up Bag of Tips for Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com And Shane Bennett's back in town. He's been to the UK, of course, from Oz Equipment Rentals and the best pub in the Mallee, the Ultima Hotel. He'll be excited. I'd imagine Benno will be joining me going for the Lions tomorrow. But if you're calling with supporter, like our producer Jackson Friends, we wish you the best of luck. Mooney Valley on a Friday night, Group 1 action. Mitchie Lewis, who's a, he'll be on trackside tonight with Damo Watson. He's a Valley specialist. He likes race one, number one, and that's uh, Bugnish. Two and a half units play there. Brave Me does look tough to beat in race two, number three, three and a half units, and unflinching race four, number one. I'm keen on Asfura. I think he can play her each way in the Moyer Stakes, and Millie's Jewel will be winning. But I agree with Nick Ashman. Maybe Steinem could be the value there. At four dollars the place and skirt the law and the scar brother one. Um she's three sixty there with bet three six five. Tony Golan bullish about her chances. I think she's a play there at the valley tonight. Country Cup action in Victoria with this public holiday in Victoria. We've got Benalla Cup Day. 
race two, number 12, um, uh, Magic Mogul, a unit play there for Mitch Lewis. And he likes race eight, number three, Braden Star in the cup, two and a half units. And it's Coleraine Cup there, there in uh, the western part of Victoria. Race one, number four, Rogue Moulin, at two and a half units play there for Mitchie Lewis. And then Claymore, two and a half units in the cup, race seven, number one, the play there for Mitchie Lewis. Maria today, Mickey Gannon just likes the one, race four, number one. And he's having three units on uh, that galloper. Harness racing today from Horsham, but thanks to Harness Racing Victoria, Country Cup action returns to, and we had to Kilmore tonight for one of the most famous country cups in this country. And Darren Carroll joins us. Daz, good morning to you. We'll start with Horsham first of all, then make our way to Kilmore for Cup Day. Morning, Gareth. Um, yeah, Horsham today, just the one that I like there. And it's a really interesting runner. Um, race seven, number eight, rocking all over the world. Uh, it's got a massive ownership group, but check out the owners. The first two listed owners, one, Darcy Gardner, two, Ryan Lester. So some Brisbane Lions and grand final influence on that. So wish the boys the best of luck today and, of course, tomorrow. But and they're declaring like it. The they're declaring it too. They? Yes. Doesn't yes. surprise me. Yeah. Um, awkward inside back row jewel, but we've got the, the cookie monster um, locking cook on. So uh, he's got some tricks, so Lockie will do his best to get it off and uh, get it the best possible chance. I uh, had four starts last prep and really impressed me with what it's shown and then had a spell, had one trial, which is at Geelong a couple of weeks ago and um, showed to me that it's really ready to go this time. So I know it's a bad draw, but um, we're getting a price because of that. So last I looked, it was $2.90 on Betfair. Oh, sorry, on Bet365. So we'll have three units on that, um, Gareth. Just, yep. That's the only bet at Horsham. Um, then we move to the cracking races tonight at uh, at Kilmore. The Shortest Cup and the Pacing Cup, both great races. Um, what's your thoughts, Gareth, in, in the Pacing Cup? Just looking now, Act Now gets the pole to 70. Rock and yep. Roll do 320. Better, I'm, I'm better Eclipse all day long. I think you can sprint lane to victory. This is the perfect draw and set up for better Eclipse. I'm done, I've done a bit of work on this, Gareth, and I'm a little bit worried. that uh, He doesn't hold leaders back. Yeah, just a trifle worried about that. Um, there's so much speed there if they all have a crack. Um, you look at that front row, it, it's lightning. Yeah, but and will, I know that now they, looks the they, leader. They, they won't try and – I thought that they won't come out because they can't – what's the point of coming out if you can't cross? It's a very good point, but m- the motivation might be to try and find that spot leaders back. Mm. Yeah, so I, I just think Sugars, have a look. Sugars mm. is too experienced. He can get a massive run-up, you know what I mean? I completely, when I first looked at it, I went, well, that's just obvious. But the more I look at it, sometimes the more you look at it, the you know, the harder you make it for yourself. But that's my only query on it. Um, but I understand completely what you're saying and why you want to back it because uh, Rock and Roll do will obviously put pressure into the race and that will make Acneo's task harder. And if Beardo Cooks is sitting on its back, it gets every chance. Um, great race. Um, it's the kind of race that we, you know, have known the Kilmore Cup to be. So uh, let's hope it's an exciting race and, um, you know, we get a few people there to support it because, it, as you said, it was one of the best races we've ever had on the calendar year after year. Do I don't have an outright tip in that race. Um, that's just such a good race. But my best bet there tonight is race eight, number 11, Lip Reader. Um, been struggling to win a race this horse for quite some time, um, but it just looks so well graded here. Um, it's a 118 Raider against... Uh, far inferior opposition. Um, the key to this horse is to drive it with one run, and there looks to be enough speed on early. Um, Kilmore can be a sweeper's track if the tempo's on, and um, I'm tipping that there's enough speed on early for this horse to get over the top of them. It's $2.60 at the moment, so three units on it at $2.60. Beautiful. So they were the two bets for the day, but uh, should be a really good night's racing. What there. was your unit play at Horsham? Quickly before we Three see. units at two ninety at Horsham Beautiful. and three Fine, units mate. again at Kilmore. Have a great day, mate. Better eclipse, Brit Lane of victory. Don't don't confuse yourself. Thanks for that, mate. <laughs> good luck. There's Daz. GRNZ.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhound Racing. Matty Claridge, hello to you, mate. We're running out of time today, but I'm ready to go. I've got my pen ready for your tips at Hattrick. Callers, mate. Okay, so we've got a Wanganui Cup heat uh, night tonight. So three tips. First one being race seven, number two, Big Time Raider. Three units at around two dollars. And then race five, race eight, sorry, number five, Opawa Rat, and the Wanganui Stayers heat. Five units at a dollar eighty-five. Now you should go 
very close to winning this, if not taking it out. Um, and in the last race 12, number four, Rowdy Esme, uh, two units each way at around the $4.50 quote. Beautiful, mate. Go and get them today. Love your work. Cool, Liz. There Cheers, we go. Mate, thanks. Great to catch up with Matty Claridge there. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. The Ladbrokes Million Dollar Chase, October 13. Simon Orchard sent through his tips. We go to Goulburn first of all. Uh, race nine, number six, and that is Packham Silk. And he's confident on Packham Silk here. He's going to have four units on that Greyhound. Then we go to Richmond. And he likes a couple here at Richmond, race five, number five. And that is Kenya Captivate. So Kenya Captivate, he's tipped there. And we're going to have three units on that Greyhound. And then at Wagga, he likes race seven, dog number eight. And that's Chasing Clout. So Chasing Clout there. And he's going to have two units on that greyhound. So Packham Silk, race nine, number six at Goulburn, race five, number five, and that is Kenya Captivate at uh, Richmond, three units there, and at Wagga Chasing Clout, race seven, number eight. Hattrick, race seven, number two, three units at $2. Race eight, number five, five units at $1.85, and then race 12, number four, two units each way at four fifty and $2.00. The world's richest greyhound race, the Million Dollar Chase, Wentworth Park, October 13. Heat start next week. That is it for another busy week of Giddy Up. Have a great weekend. Uh, my favourite weekend nearly of the year. Moy Stakes Night, Kilmore Pacing Cup Night. Then we've got, of course, the AFL Grand Final, NRL Grand Final Sunday night, Epsom Day in Sydney. Uh, then a good meeting on a Sunday at Sandown as well. You can listen to all of our interviews and our podcasts, the weekend preview, Stable Mail, today's form experts. Um, subscribe to Giddy Up, our Punters Club special edition there for the AFL Grand Final. Just subscribe to Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. But for now, have a wonderful day.